the conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody exclusive. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their club. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat your children. It was just banter. Stay off the weed. And England win on penalties. History in itself. You know, I think it's a great city. I think they got the best organization in the NBA. But they do have some big old wins. I'm here with the winner, Derek Lewis. Derek, why don't you take your pants off? Balls are fun. I understand. Come on, take it quickly, Reggie! Yeah, it's a good match. No one is in the fucking reserves. Listen, I ain't gonna forget about this by the time we get the Hello and welcome to episode 182 of the Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, today joined by Tom Kennett, Jack Harper, Sean Shute and not Alex Jones. Said he had too much of a busy day at work, so you can see where his priorities lie and they're not <laughs> in the right place. He wouldn't miss it. He wouldn't miss training, would he? He knew very early on as well. It was almost, you know, something that must have ruined his day as soon as he walked straight into work. <laughs> he yeah, he la- he's had to do some work today. Yeah. <laughs> he thought... His first thought was, I don't want to see Byron's fucking... I don't want to hear his voice. I was about to say, see your face. He's not going to see your face. I bet, I'll tell you, I bet if Arsenal had lost either of their games, he'd have been all over this. <laughs> <laughs> he messaged me in the week. I mean, he, he, I don't think he ever comes up with anything for the pod, really, in all of our years doing it. He messages me in the week. I had an idea for a um, uh, future pod segment. <laughs> uh, go on. He was like, are Arsenal finished as a top club? What have I done <laughs> to you to, to be your, your one suggestion that you're going to roll in with? So it's a good one, though. You, good one. You're, the, you're the chairman. You dictate how things go, and they've just been thrown <laughs> back in your face. Exactly. Well, I've got so, I've got some news of the week here. It's one of them where there isn't really like a standout one. Like the the man who had like 16 Scotch eggs shoved up his backside is still, I think, the most I've uh, laughed any of them. But it, it, it's been a weird week. One of you's lagging a bit. I don't know if uh, Sean's watching some while uh, in the same house as TK. We don't usually get that on a Monday. So this is another thing Alex has done here. So he's got a lot to answer for. Anyway. I'm, I'm fairly amazed at the fact that you just mentioned someone shoving a scotch egg up their ass and then said, this week's weird, though. <laughs> <laughs> and prior, prior to that, we hadn't got weird at all. I feel no, like I mean, we're so, so I mean, that one... We are desensitised to it, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, that was it. like a standout weird one. This week is like, it's more just kind of screw your face about it than I don't think you're all going to be in stitches like we've had in previous weeks. Okay. Or last week where we had people actually in stitches. <laughs> anyway... Florida group busted with truckload of illegal fireworks and three dead alligators. <laughs> nice. One thing if I'm going to please pull you over. <laughs> Decomposed leopard carcass found in Indian school toilet. 
<laughs> See what I mean? That's a lot more interesting story if it's an English toilet, school toilet. Yeah. I reckon well, I've listen, seen some worse things in the gents. <laughs> I think this, we've, we've covered this before, haven't we? Yeah, that we everyone, have. Everyone's had someone who's taken a shit in your run at school at some stage. Our school just That'd be a hell of a sit down from yeah, the headmaster, wouldn't it? We found a dead leopard <laughs> in the toilet. <laughs> Who, who's responsible for this? They get you all into an assembly, right, boys? Oh, no. <laughs> You, you probably know why you're here. Yeah. Well, they had that in the South Park episode. They got all in an assembly to say he did a juice in the urinal. <laughs> it, it got to the point at our school where we just didn't go to the the toilets at all. It was just too much of a bad place to go in. Apart from Byron, <laughs> who, who did go in once to the amazement of everyone else. Well, I went in on my first week, as I said, plenty of times. This seems to be like a recurring thing. <laughs> it really is. Sometimes, when you got to go, you got to go. And after being scarred on my first day of sick form, seeing someone be bagged, I thought the small secluded toilets that are a couple of feet away from that probably aren't the place I want to go as a new kid, so I'll go to the public ones. Bad Since stuff. found out. Well, I still I don't really regret the decision, because I still don't know what would have happened if I'd gone in. Who's on the toilets, so <laughs> there we go. Um, Michael Jackson's daughter to portray Jesus as a lesbian woman in new film. I mean, why not? Bloody hell. I told you, that kind of week. Yeah. I, I'd love to know who came up with that pitch. Who pitched it to who? Was it, did she think of it and pitched it to a film company? And who knows? Like, you know what? Yeah. Well, it seems about yeah. as blasphemous as you could get. <laughs> it does, isn't it? What you need is like some things where people have been on like Geordie Shore and then they, that, that opens doors for them to get onto other things. I'd imagine just being Michael Jackson's daughter can open a lot of doors. So maybe this is one of them where it wouldn't have been greenlit for many other people. But sure, I don't like to do this, but... I, I was looking at it for the daughter. I was, for the, I was looking for the wrong lens. I thought you were going to say a film like this. You can just go from anything from that. Once you've done a film like that, that's your gateway. <laughs> um, three people died, and one is permanently blind after drinking hand sanitizer in New Mexico. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Again, that's just natural selection. Really, get them out. <laughs> get them out of the gene pool. We do not need people like that. And there's yeah, a promie that that. Eating something or drinking something can make you blind. Yeah, I don't know what's happened there. Maybe they've done it like a shot and done it where they've squeezed it in their eyes. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's that, that, <laughs> well, it's, it's it's like that girl that went to Zante. Like you would think it was the same year that I went. And you know, in most of the bars, they don't serve real alcohol. It's like this watered down stuff that just doesn't get you pissed. I think we're thinking of a different girl from Zante. I was thinking of another viral moment. Yeah, well, this one, she drank. <laughs> she was like, I think she was like serves ethanol in one of the bars and then she went blind as well. Oh, Jesus. So Do you yeah, remember imagine... that other viral story I was referring to? I'm not sure which one your one is. The one who, like, for a, co- for a cocktail or whatever, went and, like, sucked off, like, uh, 50 yeah. blokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then wasn't happy that it ended up online that was it they said that she had won a holiday or a beach holiday or something like that and it turned out they meant a beach yeah, I holiday I think that was one of them that kind of got like tagged onto the story afterwards like just <laughs> I don't know if to make it sound more reasonable or not she, she did seem pretty <laughs> crazed like, I remember seeing the video and I was thinking 
she must have thought she was genuinely getting a holiday or something at the end of this. Because <laughs> like, it, it was just it was as like, mental seeing how willing the blokes were. <laughs> yeah, it's like she was looking around manically for a cock to suck. It was like it was just. <laughs> It's like a girl possessed. You're saying how frantic she was with it, man. She must have had a holiday on the line or something. <laughs> this is what I mean. The it's work she was it's getting through. It These are also is. probably the kind of blokes that would would say it's gay to be like completely clothed in the same bed as another bloke, but then were happily yanking down their shorts with like 40 other blokes around them. <laughs> <laughs> oh. those were like the early viral days of Twitter wasn't it that's like we're talking 2012 2013 back where anything a went. golden age really yeah it was I think I may even have seen it on Facebook it made its way over to Facebook because yeah, didn't know mum see it and most mums don't have Twitter so <laughs> very ages of you Lou how do you know well they do now but back then they didn't <laughs> yeah what else have we got here? Um, a bear in Italy has been sentenced to death after attacking hikers. <laughs> <laughs> I like the sound of that as if there was a trial. Yeah. Like the court case, stick him in a suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, stop microwaving books. Michigan Library frustrated by damaged books. Microwave books? <laughs> you weren't kidding, were you, with the weird thing? <laughs> What, when the kid who brought a choc ice to school in his bag is turning his nose <laughs> up at that, you know there's issues. The page is a bit more crisp. <laughs> Arthur Conan Doyle's estate sues Netflix for giving Sherlock Holmes too many feelings. What? <laughs> uh, Florida paramedic who stole supplies admits to drawing blood for art projects, deputies say. It's not a new section without a Florida person, is it? It just had no. It always gives really away in there. I don't know why I'm laughing at this one. Deaf <laughs> Italian man arrested for beating his blind girlfriend with a machete. Did you see beating with her? Yeah, that's what. How did you beat well. with a machete? You surely. <laughs> he was holding the sharp end himself. That was. <laughs> that was good of him. <laughs> Japan awards first ever ninja studies degree. <laughs> poo jogger caught and forced to clean it up barehanded yes so actually, <laughs> I think I've seen that video actually I've actually seen that I think he's behind the dumpster and the owner of the restaurant catches him on CCTV <laughs> and he comes out and threatens him and he goes to walk <laughs> off and then I think he had like a machete or something he made him pick his own poop <laughs> I remember when when we were in uh, Zanti in uh, Sean had pissed on the floor and the lucky lucky man made him clean it up is lucky lucky man an okay thing to say Uh, Uh, not if you're Alan Sugar well he didn't say that he pointed at some footballers (laughs) on the pitch and said I'm sure I've seen this lot selling sunglasses what was he thinking it's someone it was a Cameroon national team photo wasn't it yeah don't put put me in the same boat as that someone (laughs) photoshopped loads of sunglasses onto the floor I've just grabbed the job title. <laughs> but Anyone wasn't he a lucky man? Isn't isn't he the to- aren't they different different people? The spray, no spray no lay guy and the lucky. There we go. Man. That's what I meant. T- yeah, two separate yeah. entities, I think. Yeah, yeah. 
Don't get those confused. That actually is offensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it could well be the filmed, same bloke. Yeah. <laughs> man filmed grabbing shark from ocean and holding jaws wide open for a photo. See, I always thought that you made some of these up, but this week I've actually seen a lot of these. <laughs> yeah. Testament to how... How do you think I'll make these up? <laughs> like what some research you, goes yeah, into these? Some of them you just can't believe, do you know what I mean? Whereas <laughs> that, they're like, that's not even like a weird thing. Do you know what I mean? It should be. But we're so desensitised, like Tika said earlier, that that's like fair I reckon, cool. I reckon well, we'd be having a whip round to get Luke some help if he was making fun. <laughs> yeah. Each well, week. We, we had a leopard in the toilet earlier. Um, 80 pound iguana found in freezer of South Florida pizza restaurant. That's We're back like to Florida one again. In, one up in the dog in the Angel Chef freezer, which seemingly everyone knew about, which I don't know if it was true or not. So the um, most, the biggest urban legend to go around Gloucester is a story that it didn't matter if it was true enough. It got said enough that look, it's true. It becomes true, whether it's true or not. I remember we went. And there. people still went there, which says was, a lot. No one was put off apparently. This was a thing. Like we went there. I think we must have been about fifteen, sixteen. It was like. Before you could do anything really cool, so you went to Angel Chef with your mates. <laughs> and, like, we were filling up bowls of food and sticking it into a hole or like, take home as if we wanted to carry on eating it. <laughs> and then they had the last laugh because we all had food poisoning that evening. There you go. <laughs> it's almost like they cursed our hold all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if any of you have seen this story, so this isn't really one to laugh at. Um, three family members who drowned in backyard pool did not know how to swim, the police say. Have you, have you read anything about this? They reckon they got Ozarked where like there was an electrical fault and this family were in the pool and yeah, there you go. No, I haven't seen that. What the hell? That... Yeah. But the police are just ruling it out saying no, they, they just couldn't swim. <laughs> like a family of three all just drowned immediately at the same time. I do, like, I, I do like the term Ozark, though, because I knew exactly what you meant by that. That's <laughs> such a specific way of killing someone. It was one of them where at the time we'll see an That is actually quite genius. Yeah, it is. I mean, you do have to have the necessary tools to pull it off, which is yeah, probably tricky, un- but there you go. you have the intellect of Marty Bird, then you can pull yeah. these out left, right and centre. Well, it wasn't even him that did it, was it? It was Ruth. That was it, yeah. But didn't you get Marty the idea Bird. Yeah, she may well have done, to be fair. So spoiler, yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> um, we say after the event. Yeah. <laughs> NASA, NASA calls for space toilet that can handle 500 grams of diarrhoea. Even you'd be all right at that, Byron. Yeah, the shit's in space. That is horrible luck. <laughs> you'd be checking before they set you up so it's like <laughs> have they got good facilities or imagine in zero gravity you can't take your suit off oh, oh Christ. It'd, be like, it'd be like jackass with a fart mask <laughs> with the pool we've got we've got actually a follow up for the for, from um, the alcoholic monkey that we had last week so uh, <laughs> this time Thai vets perform mass sterilisation as hungry monkeys terrorise tourist city <laughs> when you said that I thought you meant a progress report on the said monkey that would be, no, that would be great. yeah <laughs> it's 
I mean, he's a, a he's no, he's got a wife and kids now. He's settled down. <laughs> he's kick, kick the habit. He's on like a ga- Gaza like reprieve, and then we'll just see <laughs> him turn up at Raul Moats next. That's great alliteration in there. Thai terrorized tourist city. I was well pleased with the episode title last week. Doctor's best excuses: David Louise dire disasters and Adele Derby. I should be paid to write things like that. That is very good. Yeah, yeah you're right. Impressive. Yeah. California police seeking woman who intentionally coughed on one-year-old baby after arguing with mother. That is pretty scummy. <laughs> yeah. Getting the baby into it. <laughs> They'll be all right anyway. I mean, the young people are invincible. Apparently. Um, protesters in Vancouver gave out free cocaine to highlight overdose crisis. <laughs> How much are flights there? <laughs> 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 man survives after knife stuck in head in NYC attack <laughs> I, I, I like the idea that he has to live with that now for the rest of his life like, well the guy in uh, Abby Gilmore what does he have in his head oh yeah nail from the nail gun yeah yeah just like that <laughs> turns that. up turns up to like a, a job interview and he's just got a knife sticking out of his forehead <laughs> well the funny story about this is <laughs> Uh, America's next top model wears size 4XL. XL what? Clothes. Have you not seen the um, billboard? No. In the nicest way possible, she is a whopper. (laughs) (laughs) A blazer, as some would say. Because I saw a comparison (laughs) of people saying like 2009 and it's um, like Tom Brady's missus and then 2020, and that's what you got. Oh, okay. What I don't get though is they stopped glorifying people for being ridiculously thin because it's bad for their health, but then they glorify people that are like 5XL, like the person yeah. that was on the Piers Morgan show. It's like if you want to be that weight, fine, but just you can't glorify because everyone will think it'd be okay. I'll chat with JB, him saying that his agents just wanted him to stay fat so, so he could get work. <laughs> It's, it's kind of like a Seth Rogen, th- uh, not Seth Rogen. Jonah um, Hill. Yeah, he said that. Jonah Hill. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like that because he lost some weight for one of his films. I think people can't stop what... being funny. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, well, hang on a minute. <laughs> and then he put it all back on again, and in War Dogs, he just looked really ill. <laughs> yeah, he looked a bit yellowy in that. Yeah. Um, final headline: Scottish baby eats dog poo as at popular picnic area as mum hits out a pet owner. I don't know why the baby's <laughs> being let loose to run around like that, but there we go. Is it deep fried? <laughs> so there we go. No particular standout, but well, a couple of standouts maybe, but. Knife and head's pretty cool. Just, well, essentially by nothing standout, there's just nothing been shoved in anyone's backside, which we have no <laughs> that's, the, that's the bar that you set yourself now for finding these. <laughs> There we go. So, what we're going to do this week, we've got a reaction to the week's games that we've had since uh, last Monday. Well, the main games, I've not done every game. Then we've got the tier maker, which I said last week, and we're going to say whether you would keep a particular player from your club at all costs, whether you would keep them, keep them for one more season, sell them at the right price, or put them in the bin, literally. And then a bit of UFC talk once uh, Jack and Sean have left us, unless they did watch the fights this week. So 
There we Some go. Some big bites on that car. Big bites. <laughs> was it? it was a great card, actually. Anyway, we'll start with Spurs. 2-0 against West Ham. West Ham were fortunate to go in at half-time after Sun's goal was ruled out. Alex was cursing VAR for making the correct call, which is another issue in itself. <laughs> but their luck then goes against them. We go into the second half, 64th minute. The ball appears to brush the arm of Davinson Sanchez, which we see afterwards quite clearly strikes his arm. Not with great contact, but we know what the rules are supposed to be. And so it's another issue, as we had on chatting about last week, in that the rules are applied consistently. So we really don't, don't know what to say about this one. I think it's weird because you I feel like the Champions League is so harsh that it kind of determines a game if it's just brushed your arm, do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like kind of, you almost want that grey area because you think... Well, that's what the rule's supposed it. to be this year. I don't think the rule's right in that it can literally brush off your arm, not even change direction, and it's ruled out. But that's happened in other games mm. and then it just isn't applied here. It seems to work in Spurs' favour either way because it got them to a Champions League final. <laughs> Then they, yeah, that's when they bought the ruler after that, didn't they? Yeah, and then yeah. it's gone where VAR quite clearly sees in this one, there's no intention behind it. His arm is oh, not that unnatural, but the ball changes direction to then go on to Sauchik's foot to go in the goal. And VAR just kind of brushes it to one side. Yeah. But they need to get mean, rid of the rule, don't they? But, yeah. yeah, it's a ridiculous rule. Yeah. And, West Ham were garbage anyway, so if it had to happen to anyone there. I think with VAR, it'd be easier to see if it's like intentional or not. So if you got rid of that, if it hits, it's a foul, we get rid of that completely. Because if you slowed it down in slow motion with VAR, you'd be able to tell if they intentionally did move their arm or not, if it was like in a natural movement or whatever. Now is the time that you could get, get, get rid of that rule, really. I don't know, because... People just get cleverer in ways of getting around the rules. So it does just kind of need to be that essentially, I think the rule should be if it affects the goal, essentially. The, the problem is what they've tried to do is they, they've tried to negate what we're doing now, where they'll say, well, look, whether you like the rule or not, we'll just be black and white with it. And any sort of contact with the arm, foul, penalty, whatever. And obviously the the issue with that being, as we've kind of highlighted on this one and on previous ones, there are times when it should it'd be ridiculous to give a handball and otherwise it wouldn't. So I do think they are in a, a bit of a catch-22 with it. But then they've set the rule and then just not applied it, so it makes even less sense. Exactly. It seems to have created more issues since they've implemented it as well, doesn't it? Like They've yeah. presumably brought it in to bring out controversy and this only created more. A little yeah. bit like with the... Um, the ruling with the last man and red cards and stuff. Every time that happens now, there seems to be some debate where once upon a time you'd have just had look, he's he's walking now. The the player yeah. wouldn't even stop to think about it. Yeah. Yeah, we've got one of them in the Arsenal game, which we'll get on to. That one but, in the Norwich game. The bloke yeah. was literally clinging on to dear life for him. <laughs> Back in the day he would have been walking before, as soon as the ref gave the decision. Then they were waiting on thinking VAR might get him out of trouble. 
obviously the rest of the game, I think Jared Bowen had an attempt which went close, and that was about as close as West Ham came. And then Harry Kane finished it off at the end, didn't he? And they, did, they, as well. they did say just how long it had been since he scored, as if we haven't had like a three month break or whatever it was in the season. <laughs> It yeah, is a bit sensationalised, isn't it? Like I saw yeah. things the other day, Wolves haven't lost in five months. Like, well, come on. This... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then when they say oh, it's his first goal since February, it's like, well, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's called off like three weeks into March. Yeah. I know that that uh, the thing came up about what, what Merson said and then obviously Mourinho did his, his, his press yeah. conference, but it is true because he, he scored eight goals in 12 games under Mourinho. So he's... He does score goals for Mourinho. The issue has been that he's been injured. Um, he just does look a bit off the pace, but he definitely turned it on for that for that goal. I think the game. Did you, did you see think... a load of those stats were wrong as well? That Mourinho just oh, floating yeah. out there. It's, it's like <laughs> saying Drogba got forty six goals. Yeah, I know for I a know fact that but... that didn't happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In Joseph's head, he was playing Arsenal every week. Like, Six <laughs> sounds about right. Just, just had it on replay. I think games like this kind of really do beg the question of Harry Kane's going to have to go somewhere soon because he can't go through his entire career. Hey, we're going to get not to that, win something, aren't we? Of course, we are. Yeah. Alan Smith had Merson's back slightly, where he tried defending him, where he was like, "Well, I guess uh, on the other hand, you look at some of the strikers that." Mourinho's worked with and regardless of system some of them are just going to score goals wherever they are yeah good, good man going out to back for this good luck to be fair though you look at Zlatan Ibrahimovic and he made United worse but he still was their top scorer do you know what I mean it's, it, it, I absolutely agree so, some United fans don't go with that I'm thinking maybe you were seeing something I wasn't but he was just like, he, made, he did not make you play he well. missed like, the most big chances of any player in a season. Unless he was scoring as well. There was nothing going on because obviously he couldn't move. Obviously he had rigor, <laughs> had rigor mortis by then. Well, that was it, but he was still their top scorer, wasn't he? Didn't he get like, something like 20 goals or something? Like that? Yeah, he, yeah was, I think so. he was their top scorer, yeah. So it was like they played worse when he was on the pitch, but he would just bag goals whenever. It's like the old mate. Like, you always have that really large guy down here, five aside. Who like if the ball's played to like a two foot radius, he's going to bang it top bins. But he's useless <laughs> for everything else in the game. <laughs> I can't even fall into that bracket because I'm not putting it top bins. <laughs> if we go on to the United game, then I don't, there's too much to say on here. But Sheffield haven't been the same side since uh, we came back from the break. I did call I mean, this. I mean, the FA Cup mm. was a different. They did show up there, but here <laughs> they were terrible. As soon as United scored, it didn't really look like we we're going to be much different. And on the same day, I was going to criticise Martial. He scores a hat trick. <laughs> Rashford missed a couple of cities, didn't he? So we could have been worse. I say uh, helping those kids out has been the worst thing that's happened to Rashford. <laughs> <laughs> He's been awful ever since you've done that. <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> well, we had it where Bellerin said for every win he would uh, plant trees and I thought you've done it now yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah going back to Sheffield United it's kind of they didn't want that break because they with that squad you look at it on paper and they really have no right to be where they are they obviously have because of the results they've got but it's almost like they started another season so they've got to try and pick up that momentum and it goes to show one how much a home crowd makes a difference 
into how much momentum and confidence makes a difference because you get on a bad run with that team. Like I looked at their lineup um, when it came out before the game, and I was like, I don't really know any of these players. <laughs> like, who are these imposters? I mean, it, it, it should like, be I'm, said I'm, if we were going to get onto it later. Jack was looking at kitchens during the Chelsea game yesterday. I had it on my phone. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah can vouch for this in the showroom designing the new kitchen. And they're asking all kinds of questions, and I've got it on Virgin Girl on my phone. Just sat watching it. So I don't make the rules as to how you're judged there. It's a one size fits all. Oh yeah, for as uh, Jack's part of the keepers union. What were your thoughts on Henderson for the the Arsenal goal in the FA Cup? What are you doing? We're going for each game <laughs> one by one. All right. I just Comes back on the pod. He's still rustling like he was on Thursday. <laughs> He's itching to get into it. <laughs> Some of that or Jack's rustling. TK is usually pretty safe, so. No, I got all my rustling out before. I know my mum's doing hoovering. It really is conspiring against the. Oh body. yeah, I can hear it. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> Jesus, some people doing it. All right, Newcastle Villa. I only really mentioned this one because it was the only one that cost me an acre. So, brilliant. Villa looked as bad as they seem to every single time I see him play. Newcastle managed to nick ahead through Dwight Gale. And then they look like they're pretty sure they're safe. And there isn't really much else they're playing for. Well, Newcastle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There really isn't, isn't there? They are in that little bracket with... A couple of others, where what are they going to do now? Then Burnley. Well, the worst thing is that they're kind of on edge, aren't they, where they don't know what's happening with this takeover. So I guess players don't know if they're playing for their place. Is any player really under the illusion that if this takeover happens, they're going to be kept? They must know, look, we're all on the fucking chopping block. (laughs) 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 If they come in with billions, they ain't keeping... You know what, Joe Linton, we're going to give you one season to sort it out, son. Well, I reckon St. Maximin's safe. He's out probably. Almiron's probably safe because of what they spent on him. Uh, Lascelles is probably safe as captain. I think Fabian Scher's probably safe, but he had a howler yesterday, so you never really know, do you? Do you think Bruce, Bruce gets a year like Mark Hughes did? Can they get rid of him straight away? Hey, you can see you didn't listen to the pod last I was going to say, he's exposed himself there. <laughs> So yeah, he's doing all sorts wrong today. So uh, no, no, we, we don't think he's getting a year. So yeah. uh, okay, okay. Hopefully, you can't hear that hoovering really loud. But... No, we can't. Don't worry. All right. So Liverpool four, Crystal Palace nil. Liverpool did their bit as to what they thought was uh, getting them one step away from the title. Brought back in uh, Salah, Robertson, Wijnaldum to the starting lineup. And then just blitz Palace, didn't they? I think, did you go 1-0 up and then Zaha went off? And then even from there, you thought, I know what's happening here. Yeah, exactly. Um, proper performance in contrast to the Everton one when we were, we looked like a team that hadn't played in however long. You would have thought we were banging in the middle of the season where we played against Palace, which is bad you know, for them. ESPN do match reports and their one said that 
Liverpool turned up despite worrying their fans as to the fate of their title after their opening game. <laughs> Jesus. They were really looking to make for, a narrative there. Yeah, you're looking for clicks at that point, aren't you? I think that was a game that exercised a lot of demons as well, considering the last one when you were about to win the title. Oh. Yeah, I'll admit, even though 3-0, I thought, we're 3-0 again, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why did we do it? Why didn't we just stick it to... I think you'd have seen how different the nerves were in the jinx if there was more to play for in if things yeah. were closer. I think like people have tried to make more of it. It's like Martin Tyler came out with, he actually uttered the words, oh, maybe there's a twist in this title race yet. And I'm like, they have 22 <laughs> points in Sky Sports are really trying. Yeah. Well, so, so Southampton and Arsenal, there we go. After a bad week for Arsenal with two losses last week, we go into this one then. We had Arsenal claiming their first point since the restart. Alex McCarthy did us a favour, trying to dribble it out of the goal. Gets tackled by Eddie Nketiah, who hopefully has put a stop to Lacazette starting. Has anyone else watched the game? I know we were doing the podcast for the start of it, but I don't know if anyone's seen only saw the highlights. the highlights. Yeah, it's mainly just the highlights. I did see the goals, obviously, and it's just what you kind of have nightmares about as a keeper. <laughs> well, he, he'd done well before that, and Southampton's Twitter tweeted just before that saying uh, something about how good he was with his feet, and then the next tweet was that's <laughs> McCarthy's tackled and Eddie and Ketia puts them in the lead. There you go. Uh, those are the ones where, even if you're not a professional... You do it down the park with your mates and you just want the ground to swallow up. So that alone, <laughs> hit that level. And from there then, it was... Arsenal were fairly dominant, even when Southampton had the ball and Arsenal did step back again when they had the lead, but Southampton really weren't creating anything. They brought on Shane Long, who historically has caused nightmares for us, regardless <laughs> whether he's playing for any other team. But he had one shot that was saved by Martinez and then 84 minutes in, we had a similar one to where you said about the last man. Stevens gets sent off for bringing down a Bamiang. And then from the free kick, which Lacazette hit straight into the wall, Joe Willock manages to tuck it under the keeper. So two academy prospects, 2-0 win. Nice and easy. Not just Lampard playing the kids. It just goes to show this league, anyone can really beat anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Who do you think you are? Yeah, it does. <laughs> Chelsea beating City, we'll get on to that. It's <laughs> actually the next game, but <clears throat> that put Arsenal up into Knights, so the back in the top half, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea two City one then. So it's an absolute Frank Masterclass, isn't it? Let's let's just <laughs> let's be honest here. Like, let's make no bones about it, we battered them. And if it wasn't for some goal line clearances, illegal and legal, it could have been a lot more. I think, obviously, we love the XG stat at the moment. It was Chelsea, I think it was a 4.2 XG by the end of it. And City had two shots on target all game. And just one just happened to be an absolute world day that went in. You just about managed to watch the Arsenal highlights and you've got XG for Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's again, it's one of those games like... That week before the Leicester game was a kind of a great nutshell for our season. Teams that sit in can tend to get almost get a result against us and will like try and grind out a couple of lucky goals. 
And then when we come up against the teams that don't sit in, we usually fare pretty well or have decent performances. I don't think Chelsea fans ever have a right to complain about sitting in after their Champions League run. <laughs> nah, different eras, mate. Bygone eras. Uh, Frank Lampard is completely <laughs> different. But no. I mean, it was against the best club team the world has ever seen and we saw the best goal scored in the Champions League ever. You so. did it from the group stage. So there we go. <laughs> mm, we actually, to be fair, we played pretty expensive football apart from that. Having to Blimey. beat Napoli. Crushed. We'll move yeah. on from that. We'll De Bruyne obviously there. scores a peach of a free kick regardless of the result afterwards. So he probably feels a bit hard done by it. But. What I found absolutely hilarious that game as well is Glenn Hoddle and Steve McManaman were hating on Kepa. They just made it their agenda. And I don't think they're alone in that. Most no, people, I, I, including I Chelsea fans, dislike it. See, no, I, I get I've that. seen someone call him the worst in the league. So what, <laughs> I think that was me. One of, one of the <laughs> thing that grinds my gears the most is pundits that go, well, what are you playing about with it there? Just kick it out if you're in that position. Yeah, so, if in doubt. And, yeah, and it's like, well, you obviously you've been coached to beat Man City's press by trying to pass through the front press to create space in midfield. If you start kicking it long, it'll just come straight back at you. And then you've got literally like ex-managers just saying, oh, don't know why they're doing this. Kepa, what's he doing with that? When he almost pulled a McCarthy. And then Edison does the same thing about 20 minutes later. And it's hey, like, he's like a midfielder that plays in gold, I'll tell you that once again. Exactly. Rob Green said that about Kepa, so he must be right. He's right about everything, Rob Green. <laughs> It's not about haircuts, Christ. No, no God. Someone who looks like a football manager region. <laughs> it was a good game. I think we spoke about it beforehand. I think it was something we did in the podcast, weren't we, TK? And we said that we think it's going to be a good game, kind of regardless of what's to play for. It was just going to be a fun game to watch, and then it turned out to be just that. Yeah, definitely. Two, uh, two teams that are going to try and play football probably going to have a few leaks at the back jobs are good and first one since the lockdown really that's been actually a good game yeah I did kind of claim it last week that out of the, the teams that have come back before obviously Liverpool smashed Crystal Palace City and Chelsea looked like the better ones sharp, sharpness Warriors. Mm. yeah um but yeah, it was a great game to watch. But the best thing about it was Fernandinho's face. As soon as he knew it was going to VAR, his, the, that's, <laughs> that that's the stony, <laughs> guilt-ridden face. It's like, oh, I'm fucked here. <laughs> you could just see it. He should have just started walking. Yeah. He should have been far more entertaining. <laughs> but then, again, this is probably where VAR, we should sing its praises, because if it wasn't for that, it could have ended 1-1. And we'd be sat here raging that he's literally punched it off his own line. So I don't think many of us would be raging. Well, actually, well, <laughs> Liverpool fans were cheering him on as well. Yeah. Um, Norwich Man United then. So this was, it wasn't really a good game. It was just a tense game. There was just a lack of quality really um, outside of Cantwell's goal. It's one of those games then, where you sit through 118 minutes of it and you get robbed of penalties. So you get like even more the angry. Chelsea United FA yeah. Cup final. That comes yeah. to mind whenever I yeah. think of that scenario. Yeah, exactly. Ex- exactly. Like, you think, right, I've had to sit through this dross for an hour and a half. At least I get a penalty shootout. And then they score and you're like, well, <laughs> what have I done with my afternoon? 
why have I done this to myself? They should have done like a next goal win scenario, but just see who wins the penalty shoot had to take the game out at that point. Yeah. Just yeah. to do everyone a favour. That was the real um, quiz. They should do what they did with the... Because like, in the Carabao Cup this year, they just went straight to penalties. Yeah. They should do that. Or They did that with um, the Copper Italia as well. Or bring back golden goal. That's the thing as well, because you then exert more energy during the 90 minutes. No one plays an extra half an hour because no one wants to play an extra half hour, especially with this busy schedule. So, yeah, you're probably right. But it's a tradition of the Cup. And all I can't that. believe they haven't done that, really. When you consider yeah. all this like concern about injuries drinks breaks all the, yeah exactly all the things that have been put in place but yeah yeah you can go and do another half hour crack on that. yeah did, it, did Harry Maguire's celebration irritate anyone else it really irritated yeah, me yeah I was just going to say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who does he think he is I find him so dislikable uh, like the best way that I've heard Harry Maguire described is he looks like Draco Malfoy's henchman from Harry Potter movies. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks yeah. like Crab and Goyle. <laughs> Unless it is Sean, which I don't think it is. I think Jack is the chief rustler today. It always goes quiet when you accuse someone as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like cat in the headlights. Like, Hang on, am I? What am I doing? <laughs> Did you think that Igalo finish was as good as they made out? Like, it was a decent finish, but they were making out like it was that Lampard against Barca over the shoulder one. It was a good instinctive finish, wasn't it? But, you know, they also made out like he was some sort of poacher. They obviously didn't watch him at Watford. (laughs) He wasted chances for fun. Well, they said that's why he's there, because he he offers that fox in the box that Marshall and uh, Rashford don't they kept they saying think. that and I was thinking I don't, I don't know if I'm thinking of the same guy <laughs> <laughs> not much to say on Villa Wolves it was a pretty dull game that looked a case of when a Wolves going to score you then Donker comes up with the main bit of quality in the game grabs the winner straight after Triori came on again where well once again he started it Jimenez made a great pass as well, and then Donka did the rest. So it was they were two. desperate, weren't they, to link it to Traore when it went in? They were like, Traore <laughs> connected a pass in that build up. <laughs> Him and Jimenez are just another level for them. Aren't I'm they? still convinced he's on the juice. It is ridiculous when you see the older pictures of it. There's got to be something in there. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. There's so much muscle mass. I was listening to Talk Sport earlier about the game, and this shows how much drivel is spoken. Is that so? Oh, Dean Smith, he's come back after his break. He looks demoralised. He looks dishevelled. We just don't know why it is. So <laughs> his dad died. Why his dad died of COVID nineteen? <laughs> That's probably why. And he's about to relegate his boyhood club. It's exactly. Not, it's not a good time to be in. And they were, they were like, oh, we just don't understand why he's come back with this mentality. It's fucking, what? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. It was Adrian Durham that said it. Right? Oh, I was like, don't I even mention sat, his name. I was just <laughs> there thinking like, what the fuck are you on about? <laughs> Harvard's giving us a Charlie Nicholas there. <laughs> After that then, you, you did have uh, Sheffield United against Arsenal. Arsenal in the FA Cup. It's like they put their steroids in, do whatever you want in the league. FA Cup, I think we've reached the semi-finals now in six of the last seven seasons. I've seen people using that as a reason to say it's not, not bad at Arsenal at all. 
Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. Just no. I mean, people like fans from other clubs saying, "I don't know what they're complaining about." They got all these FA Cup semis. Like, well, hang on a minute, lads. Some of the cup draws that you had. You joking? The last time we won it. The last time we won it, we beat United City and Chelsea. Come on, Chelsea in the final, which Jack didn't watch. Yeah, I was I was the first final. It was a guarantee. I was at Love Save today, I remember. I was off my head. Jesus. You would have been if you'd watched the game as well. Straight yeah. Three I, I in Aaron Ramsey. I just find it weird. It's like, I'm so used to watching Chelsea win finals. I just thought it's Chelsea Arsenal <laughs> in the back. But that was, just, that was during that weird hoodoo era, like when Conte was just, we could beat anyone apart from Wenger. And it was just <laughs> like the weirdest scenario of just that reversed right <laughs> Of everything you knew. Yeah, exactly. Being terrorised by him in his massive coat. So, Pepe scored his second in three games there from the penalty spot this time, but doesn't change when it's a United player doing it, so we won't take it away from Pepe. Um, Mm. (laughs) Looked decent enough without having much end product. Sheffield then nick a goal back with some more calamity defending. Rob Holden had one good game and people were saying he's back to being Cannavaro again. And then <laughs> he, he does that. Misses the ball for the ball to come in and then gets it kicked off him into the net. <laughs> Comical. And then right when Sheffield then, they had another great chance after that, which Martinez made a good stop. I was thinking, oh Christ, what's going to happen here? And then somehow, while I'm screaming at him to square it, Dean Henderson comes out and says... Why don't you just pop this in the corner here? Here's the goal. I want, it, I want to get home. <laughs> it was almost like a carbon copy of your goal that you conceded against Brighton. The keeper just came out when there wasn't any real need to. The Henderson one was worse. Yeah. I think Martinez had to come out somewhat, whereas at yeah, least I think he, the angle... to, he put it over him. He literally left he the showed, gap to be passed him. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not sure what the defenders were doing either because it, it felt like Sabah was just there on his own. Well, they were pointing because Pepe had it and then he's been kind of half-tackled and so Sabah has taken it on the overlap, which I think is wrong-footed a lot of them. And then there was Enketia, uh Lacazette and someone else. No, there was two or three players in the box regardless. And I guess they're just trying to cover them so he can't cross it assuming Henderson has the near post covered mm, yeah. and Henderson didn't have the near post covered yeah no I, he can't really stick up from there he's rushed out completely and he he's had a few howlers this season and Chris Wilder hasn't really defended him each time it probably helps that it's not his player yeah that's true the, I remember the first time he did it everyone was like it's really refreshing that he's did it and I was a bit like is he just being horrible to <laughs> just dogging it he's it, literally he's he saving so many points this season as well but I, it's funny like last week Dean Henderson was like oh he's going to Chelsea for 80 million quid Christ it was in a week where they were talking about him coming back and replacing De Gea next season him saying yeah, he's got a new contract and he's guaranteed first choice and then yeah, that, that <laughs> <laughs> helped himself out. Didn't help that the camera didn't do it because they showed him laughing with Martinez after the game, which 
I know that they are human, but I don't want to see my keeper laughing with an opposition player right after he's just had a howler. No. No, no. You want to see them, you know. Ask Ashley Cole about that from the World Cup. (laughs) All he did was smile when he got off the plane, and I saw it on my Facebook memories. I was cursing him. I clearly (laughs) had my priorities in the wrong way because I said, first he leaves Arsenal, then he cheats on Cheryl Cole, not once, but twice. (laughs) (laughs) And now he's laughing while he's got off the plane. Leicester Chelsea then another game Leicester probably have looked just as poor as Sheffield since the break definitely yeah again it was we Chelsea played pretty poor in the first half that's we've played better than that in lost games do you know what I mean and not conceded when we should have it just probably helped that Bard is not having a party at the moment if he's not partying and no one's scoring for Leicester it just seemed really toothless Obviously, Frank run the changes at half-time and it did the trick, really. Dominated the game from there on. And But, again, Barkley, this is, again, how his season's gone. He can score a great goal like he did and then ruin two, four against twos. <laughs> he does enough to just hang around. Um... Yeah, exactly. It's so, it's so strange. Like He will add the goals from midfield sometimes. And he's got a good goal against Liverpool and Leicester in the last few games, I can remember. But then... His decision making sometimes. First, the ball to Loftus Cheek is about two foot behind him. So, much oh, Loft- so bad. Loftus Cheek has to fall over to kick it back to him. And then Pedro is literally 10 foot of space around him in the penalty box and he shoots straight at the keeper. So, his decision making lets him down a lot of times. We had so- that with um, Oxlade Chamberlain at Arsenal for a while where it looked like he was going to leave and every time it would kind of get close. He would do something to get people back on side and then eventually that runs out. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Again, like that Liverpool goal, he could have played Pedro in to be wide open, but it just so happens Adrian was having a bit of a shock at that game. Do you think... So, sorry. So, carry on, mate. No, go. I was going to say, do you think this is kind of Barkley's, like, this is as good as he'll be? Because when he was, like, at his peaking at Everton he was spoken about as being like well he was called the next Wayne Rooney because he was scouting and had a shaved head for a while (laughs) (laughs) but he was spoken about like most of the top clubs which one of them is going to take him and then he got injured and then what was Chelsea pulled out and then signed him after I mean for the sake of 15 million I mean what you can get for 15 million these days isn't really a lot so you would take a punt on him, but I don't see him get any better than he has. He's, if he's going to learn from anywhere, it would be Frank Lampard, I suppose, because for adding goals to his game, which is what he needs to do to improve. But his decision-making still lets him down a lot of the time. He is what got... he is at this stage, I think. Yeah. I think the, the, same mis- now the mistakes we're talking about now were the same things he was doing way back when. He's, what, 26 yeah. now, is he? Yeah, around that. So yeah. it's, like you said, his decision-making... Gives the ball away in bad areas. Yeah. Uh, a player who is fulfilling that potential that he's had is that ball to Loftus Cheek. He puts out yeah. the money, and you go and win that game in and of that. That should be that would have been two 0 wouldn't it? At that point, yeah. And then yeah, I didn't ask him, think goal so... scoring is his issue. I think it's kind of everything around. Is that. it? It's his playmaking ability, which is what he's supposed to be doing as he is a midfielder. Yeah. Like he gets, <laughs> he crops up with a few goals here and there, but. He's so annoying to watch sometimes. His, his issue is as well, he's such a liability that you've got to have 
essentially two solid players behind him and he's not good enough to justify no. supporting the team. If you're exactly. going like, right, we have a number 10, he's not going to be your pick. With yeah. with Loftus-Cheek now kind of getting back fit, with Ziyech coming in, Mason Mount playing well this season, Billy Gilmore looking decent, I don't see a lot of room for him no. past next season. And like going back to just the one thing that his shoulders up against this season was made us a look a, a bit more stable, which we haven't had the luxury of looking this season. Is Kante going back into centre defensive mid, and mm. he has just made us look that much more solid. Um, so again, masterclass from Frank Lampard. So the only other game left then is Newcastle City, which was essentially a case of when our City going to score. Yeah. Um, De Bruyne's first half penalty, Sterling scored a good strike after the break in. There was the miss by Dwight Gale, which could have made it 1 1. That was essentially all there really was in the game of note. The Gale miss, miss was inexplicable. I don't know, I don't know <laughs> how. That would be like, I, like any one of us would be laughed at on yeah, yeah, yeah. a playground, school field, whatever, for missing that. And these someone who is in there for not offering a lot more than putting it in the back of the net. <laughs> and there you go. Do you remember the story about him getting knocked out in that nightclub where essentially he was just walking around <laughs> telling people how much he earned? <laughs> <laughs> who is this? Dwight Gale. Dwight Gale, yeah. <laughs> Tell all the boys you know. <laughs> exactly. So I was going to have a little bit here for us talking about Liverpool but usually when we have someone winning the title so the the one I would go to is when Chelsea won the league under Conte the turning point was losing to Arsenal it made him change his formation and they went on the crazy run from there I don't Mm. know if there's something you can point out TK but there doesn't really seem a point for Liverpool that was like this is going to be it now because there wasn't really a low point it was just Uh, no I would I mean, the City losing games early in the yeah. season was kind of uh, a sign. Like the, I was thinking of them losing to Norwich, and that Wolves game seemed to shake everyone as well. When Traore just obviously made him his bitch. Yeah. Uh, for for Liverpool, like you said, this season's been even like last season when we had an incredible run. There seemed to be I was saying to me, there was countless games where we were bad or we were just about nick it and get a result. Um, for this one, I thought. Probably the one where we win it late against Villa was probably when you yeah. probably started to think, hang on, this this could be it. Where we obviously we were losing until like the 87th minute, we ended up winning 2 1. And I think it was only a couple of weeks later where City started falling apart a bit. So if you were to look at it, that would probably be if we lose that game, City win one, does it change? You know, I would say that's the closest you could get, as you said, in terms of a turning point. It's just been a crazy sort of run, hasn't it? So. I was at an Arsenal game with us losing to Palace, maybe. Someone awful. And the word started going around that Liverpool were losing as if that affected our situation. <laughs> and, then obviously, and then obviously it got doubled up with Arsenal dropping points. And on top of that, Liverpool then turned it around to win 2-1. The only yeah, people absolutely. you could tell were happy were the people who quite clearly had Liverpool in their rackets. In a bet, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um is there anything else really to say? I mean, Liverpool, we've said each time we've spoken about football, how impressive they are. And was there 
a particular highlight of the season for you before we move on, other than winning it? Uh, probably, probably seeing the scenes when they won it and seeing how upset everyone was at the scenes when they won it. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably seeing yeah, everyone's not, Twitter, Twitter account. Not fans haven't even. taken it well, have they? No, it hasn't gone well. The, the strange thing I found with that, with the, I, I, I like that there's such bitterness between them. I, I find it entertaining and um, as, as ridiculous as some of it is, and it is childish in some parts. <laughs> I, do, I do find it interesting. I do think we sometimes complain about that, but that is kind of what gives football its extra sort of yeah. incentive compared to other sports. But um, I've never quite got the, the United bitterness to Liverpool. When you think, if I was in their position, I almost wouldn't really care. You won Premier League and however long. So what? We've won all of these but the idea, even the idea of Liverpool winning one league was just so crazy to them and horrible I never quite could comprehend it but oh well there we are there we go what, what we're going to do today is go through each of the top six clubs and say as I said the tiers of whether they should keep the players get rid whatever so who do you want to start with do you want to start with the easy one first yeah is that Liverpool it seems a relatively <laughs> There doesn't seem like there's going to be too much debate on them compared to others. <laughs> so if, if we start with who you'd keep at all costs down to the get in the bin, we'll go from there. We're a tricky one, aren't we? Where everybody obviously does have a price when we break it down, but I would I would say Van Dijk and Allison both have to be kept. Trent, uh, I would say Robbo as well. In terms, of I don't think there's too many better left backs around. Uh, There's one in North London. <laughs> um, Fabinho, for I don't think I don't think we're going to get a better hold of the field than him. Um, Hendo, I don't think you, we're going to get sort of influence he gives on the team too much. There's obviously better players out there, but um, and then the front three are the front three. Yet they're all what 28. So if someone did come in with a monster offer, you might have to take it. But for the sake of this, I'm not going to say yeah, sell them. Yeah. Those would be is my it, keep or cost. Who who is who's on your keep list then? Keep I think Wijnaldum. Yeah. People aren't aren't talking about the fact he hasn't signed a new deal yet, which is a bit of a concern. He's only got a year left to go, I think. Um Joe Gomez, Matty. Uh I've put Cater on it. it. Says a lot that he could soon be going into the one more season category, but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Uh, Nico Williams, Jones, Elliot, the young lads. Yeah. I'll say the same for Ox, and I'll say the same for Minamino as well. I know it does look like people aren't sure of him, but he has only bought, been bought in January, so I'll give him, again, the benefit of the doubt. I, I read that Liverpool would rather lose Wijnaldum on a free than sell him at this point, because they feel, in terms of retaining, he's more important than the 20, 30 million you're going to get for it. Well, that's it. If people aren't going to come in with a sizable offer then maybe you just write it off it'd be pretty it'd be, perfect for us <laughs> be a strange one on his part I don't know if he's you know got someone in his ear or whatever but I don't I don't know where I he's looking at I think it's one of them where he wants to sign Liverpool want to keep him yet the people doing the deals it's not Klopp doing the deal and it's not Wijnaldum doing the deal so he's probably yeah. got people saying you know, you go over to Italy, they'll give you 300 grand a week and you can play in this side, that side. And then he's 
Klopp probably saying, well, we want to keep you. And he's saying, well, why aren't they paying the money to keep me then? And yeah, well, yeah, I think right. I think a deal I think a deal will get done. I fought those constantly with uh, some of the Arsenal ones. I've always thought, well, they'll get it done. It's just they're not they've not got around to it. And then we've still not got Bakayo Saka. Don't you end up in a yeah bad spot. So who would be on your? So what was the next one? It's one more season. On my one, I would actually have Shakiri on the one more season. I don't think it will. I think I imagine he'll probably want first team football. And I imagine if we can get some money for him, we'll probably look to. But he would, I would personally give him another year because I do like him. Yeah. Do you think they must have made it clear when he first came in, like, this is your role? Because people claim that he was like an issue at every other club. Yeah. And he seems seem great, to... doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or whether... And we said this before about um, when Sturridge had a loan spell at West Brom and didn't really play. Yeah. So do you think when you've been. I was about to say at the depths. No offence to Stoke. Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you've been a... Uh, do you think you get back and you think, right, I'll, I'll ride this out now because I've seen what it's like elsewhere. <laughs> I'll, I'll settle. <laughs> Ox, in your, if he was in your one more season, don't make me go back there. Don't make me go back there. <laughs> was, it, was there anyone else in your one more season? No, that was the main one. So who, who then is sell at the right price? Sell at the right price, I'd say I like him and I would keep him, but I think we'll probably sell Harry Wilson. I think at the right price, we'll get rid of him. Probably the same with Brewster. He looks a decent young player, but he's 20 now. He'll probably want to play. Um, and then Adrian, sub goalie, I'd sell him at the at the right price. Maybe that still, would, when you say moments of the season, when we still managed to win games with Adrian in goal, maybe that <laughs> should have been. <laughs> you still got Carriers coming back. Yeah, I kind of almost just blanked that out. You can probably guess what category you'll end up in. <laughs> so, have Have you said Origi yet? Is sorry, he was he was supposed to be in here as well. As much as I do, again, do like him. Yeah, cult hero as well. I do recognise that. Well, I would assume he'd want to play. I, I would I'm assume he'd probably get into some prem teams. Getting into bits. No, no, no. Sorry, I should have. Uh, should have said, that would be disrespectful, wouldn't it? Because he's not a bad player. He would get games. That, that's it. I would imagine teams. Yeah, exactly. I think he's unfortunate because he's probably below Liverpool's level. He's he's probably and I can see me saying this coming back to home. He's probably below the Arsenal, Spurs, Chelsea level. But no, I, I think he is. He's I, I think probably he's... above the Everton level <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's what we thought we were getting with Mishy Bashaway <laughs> yeah that's yeah. who he is he's the real deal from that so I think potentially he, he is fortunate though where where he doesn't play a lot his highlight reel makes good watching yeah. where you don't have the downside so much I think say if you put him in Newcastle's team for example and give him a season he could struggle He'd have his moments, but he, he, you know, you wouldn't be saying banging goals in left, right, and centre. I don't think as, as, as yeah, good I suppose, as I think he is, he is. I suppose as like a sub coming on for Liverpool, the other team's just been battered for about seventy-five minutes, and you come on fresh-legged, whilst having all of the possession, you're going to bag a few goals. And it, right. he, we have our games where he started, and you thought this just doesn't work. He's not playing well. Here. Yeah, so maybe you know that extra that sub. 
super sub. It's hard for some players to seemingly to convert from the super sub to the starter. I yeah. saw people saying that Arsenal should go with Danny Ings, and it's like him doing that for Southampton is not the same as him doing that for Arsenal. It wouldn't work like that. It is also the the purple patch, isn't it? You don't you, <laughs> you want to see how long this lasts for. Well, it's the amount of space that they get. Like everyone goes into playing Southampton thinking that they can beat them or should beat them. Yeah. When he's playing against like two solid banks of four, like how good is he going to be then? Well, I think I think he would do a job for Arsenal. I just don't think he should be your main man. No. Would no. you rather have um, Origi or Giroud, TK? Very different, isn't it? Like, who, which would you think is the better player, sorry? Because I think for Liverpool, you probably would Giroud. rather have Origi. Yeah, exactly. For Liverpool, I think you have to have Origi with his... I was about to say with his movement, just more Giroud's lack of. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not the most mobile. I think he, I think Giroud is the better player. I think he's very, very good, as we've spoken about before in it. So, uh, you know, if you had a straight choice between them, I would take him. But for Liverpool, as you said, Origi. Who's in your uh, get in the bin then? Get in the bin is uh, Lovren and Karius. <laughs> not, not too much imagination needed there. No. It's a strange, a strange one because I've said before with Lovren, you probably aren't going to get a much better option for your fourth choice centre-back in general. <laughs> yeah, your fourth no. choice centre-back is generally a bit garbage. And he's, otherwise, they're going to be demanded to play. But you kind of tell yourself that when he's not playing, then when he does play, yeah. oh my God, I'm going to have a heart attack. Yeah. Surely anything. Is that is part of that just because of how, you know, it's because of how good Liverpool are and also how good, obviously, Van Dijk and Gomez and Matty are, that if you put Lovren in... It looks even worse. Top, even another top six team, like maybe he's just, yeah, he's just not very I good. I think he looks you, worse you, if you do that. <laughs> yeah, maybe... Yeah, Sean is right. Who's, the drop off is bad, but then if you put him next to someone even worse, is he going to just going to completely fall apart? If you compare David Luiz to Lovren, who'd come out on top? I think Luiz is a lot better. I, I I don't know about a lot. I think he's he's better. I don't think he's a, as a, technically as a player, he definitely. Well, is. I mean, neither can defend, but then David Luiz offers a lot more on top. Yeah, he's not defended. Yeah, I, I think Lovren can have a game where oh, so can Luiz actually no. Fair enough. Should we should we go through the city side because that's probably the next easiest one, cool. and then we'll get on to each of the other teams. So if I go through position by position, and then we'll kind of see if anyone has any particularly different opinions on them. So if you remember, the tiers are get in the bin one more season, keep keep at all costs, sell at the, right, the price. right price. Yeah. So Claudio Bravo. He's got a year left on his deal. Bin. Getting the bin for me. Yeah. Getting the bin. It's not a bad backup, do you know what I think? They got Scott Carson. <laughs> they do have that um, Murich coming through. He's meant to be good, but I only know him from football manager, so... Yeah, I well, would probably The problem with Bravo, you can't put sell at the right price because no one's going to give you much for a price for him, so... Apparently we were going to before we found out how long uh, Leno was out for. So, and then <laughs> Arsenal going in for you as a keeper. I think we kind of saw maybe what was wrong with Leno and signed him there just because that's what we do, and he's just turned out well. Yeah, yeah, true. Stumbled upon him. Edison is he good enough to be in the keep at all costs? He's one of four I've got in keep at all costs. I, I would say for me, Scott Carson. <laughs> Again, 
Rodriguez, <laughs> you can't really sell him at the right price. <laughs> um, Kyle Walker. Sell at the right price for me. Like his best days are behind him. I'd have him in the keep section. This kind of falls into the thing I said when I was doing Liverpool one, where everybody obviously does have a price. And Walker, it wouldn't be that expensive a living. I would keep him. But if somebody came with a monster offer, you don't turn it down. What do you? Well, they, they've tried replacing him twice now and then realised that he is actually better than what we've tried replacing him with. Hmm. I'd have keep. If nothing else, when he gets a bit older and someone new comes in, he could be a good backup. Once those legs go as well, though, that is a concern. That is his game, That pace, isn't it? Is, that yeah. pace is huge. Like, he's not that great positionally, but he's always been quick enough to get himself out of trouble. Yeah. As soon as that goes, he could be in some serious bother. So to be fair, the, the difference between the sell at the right price is essentially there's players at Arsenal who I wouldn't even look at the fee when I hear they're going, when there's some way you go, Oof. like, Giroud was probably a sell, but then we sold him for like 12 million. It was like, Probably would have liked to have more for him. Whereas <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shamak was a get him out of the door. I didn't care what <laughs> number was next to his name. <laughs> but I, I do understand what you say where almost every player does have a price. Mm. But I think you're right with Liverpool. The likes of Trent, Allison, there isn't really a price you can put on them. Yeah, I, I feel like with... Because this obviously stemmed from the Arsenal thing, didn't it? Yeah. I feel like... The sell category was that we want to sell them. Getting the bin was just, we want to be extra nasty to this player. <laughs> we, want let, we want to let them know we really don't like you. Where where did John Stones come? Uh, he's in the bin for me. I'd probably have to say bin, purely because he just doesn't get enough game time for a team that doesn't have any fit centre-offs. You think they're playing midfielders in there ahead of it. They don't trust him. Yeah. Yeah. Once that's happening, I think you're done. And that like, potential. Uh, Come on, that potential. I've still never, <laughs> ever forgiven him for that Nations League loss against <laughs> Holland. But we could have actually won something there. <laughs> and we dominated Holland all game. And he just pulls that out of the hat. And you just think, oh, come on. You've still not forgiven the VAR for working. <laughs> <laughs> which, which goal? I've said a lot of shitty stuff. <laughs> You decided the lines were Oh, the right. Jesse Lingard one. <laughs> that line was a joke. Oh, it was. Oh, don't bring that back up. That's horrible. John Stones would be a keep for me, but I was having a nice evening then, Byron. <laughs> I, I will. I will say for the, the purpose of this, my view on a good defender is probably a bit skewed. Yeah, because <laughs> you haven't seen one in so long. In all fairness, yeah, Socrates. I thought my stones getting the bin shout would, you know, be a bit more controversial than it was. So I think sell at the right price would be more fair. Yeah. Mm. What about um, Laporte? Keep it all costs for me. Keep it all costs. Yeah. Yeah. Would you have him keep it all costs with? Like he, he's he's made a paper mache. That's a good point. Yeah. But, but then again, we have seen how hard it is to get the Maguire price, should tell us. Yeah. There's not on, that many centre-backs out there. On the off chance that he will keep it together for a season, you'd keep him. Uh, Benjamin costs. Mendy. 
Sell at right price. <laughs> Sell him because on the same point, I think his injuries are even worse than Laporte. Yeah, I think he's that good. He's... I, I was going to say, is, no. he, is he that good? I think he's good going forward. I don't, I don't know that he's that good a player. He got shown up against Chelsea. Pulisic what was he? Him. Yeah, what was he doing there with Pulisic, like, for example? That's Just... not a player that you spend. Like, so I think they spend like two hundred million on fullbacks in one window. I think he was forty. Yeah. yeah, and the, the thing that the Pulisic thing, there was like three different mistakes positionally in the first place, the then jumping in for the tackle. Yeah. You know, he's got gas, so you should be able to just. I know Pulisic's quick as well, but you should be able to just run with him. But just so hold, it, hold him up at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Just, like seeing best, what the kid. Oh, sorry. The best way I've heard him described is like that kid at school that was always excluded but would turn up to meet his mates outside the gates anyway. Because <laughs> like, like, whenever they would win a trophy last season, obviously they won yeah. four, he'd just be there on the pitch in his normal clothes. Just like <laughs> celebrate it, even though he hadn't played all season. So that was just such a good way of letting him describe. Do you not think it looks like a better and better achievement when you see what's gone on to become of some of those Monaco players? Because you think Bakayoko was in that team as well. And we all felt sorry for them when they sold all of them. And then it turns out, they did very well to get the money they did. <laughs> They've literally had you everyone's pants. Thomas down. Lamar became all that Atletico. You look at the likes yeah, of true. Mendy, Bakayoko. They the only one... some of them. Bernardo Silva, obviously. Very what good. happened to him? Where did he And obviously Mbappe is a saving grace. Yeah. Well, that, that was um, a ridiculous Jack... team. Wasn't it? Jesus Christ. Yeah. That was it. When you, when you left it out like that, didn't they have yeah. Berbatov at that point as well? Yeah, because he scored against us in the Champions League. Yeah. But they have, they have Falcao, so he can't have it all. But. Yeah. but that was when Falcao started coming into some form again after he got his big money season loans to us in United. He went got back those out and started the way. banging in goals. Yeah. What about um, yeah, Cancelo? Again, sell at the right price for me, I think, already. What well, I mean, keep. Otamendi. Um, Sorry. Getting the people would agree with Tico I'd, by uh, the lack of response. Yeah, I think I'd been in to be fair, Otamendi. People are harsh on him, I'm telling you. Otamendi. I like Otamendi. I know you do. I don't know why you like him. <laughs> You've got this weird eye for horrible defenders. <laughs> <laughs> that beard charm me. <laughs> Eric Garcia, have you seen enough of him to make a decision? The only thing I can remember him doing is getting absolutely polacked. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I don't really know. He's meant to be one, able to know that much. One more season, so I can have another look. Yeah. <laughs> don't want to commit um, just yet. Can do one? I so, can keep. Oh. I think his legs are gone. I think wow. his best years are way behind him. As a backup to Rodri, but then really, if you've got fit centre-halves... Fernandinho and Rodri should be having that anchor position. I don't think. Yeah, but he like, he doesn't really play there. He plays as more of an eight. Mm. If his legs are gone, that's no good then. I don't think they have. I think he suffers of injuries, but when he's been on the pitch, I don't rate him. Like I rated him at Dortmund, and now he's been injury prone, can't keep fit, and when he has played, he he just looked a bit slow. He slows I remember him running the show the in the derby against United. I was going to say, I've, I've had the opposite perspective with Jack, where I, when he, they first signed him, I thought, well, he's had a couple of injuries at Dortmund, he'll just never be... And he does seem to play a decent amount of games, and some big games in there as well. 
don't get me wrong, he's like got a good performance in it. I'm not saying he's completely awful. I'm just saying that City really could do better and his age is a factor. Mm. Also, what was he, like 28? Is that old? I've... Tough paper on. Yeah, I thought he was older than that, personally, but I may be wrong. As soon as you start getting to contract negotiations... Yeah, yeah. So, I, I well, he'll be 30 this year. Okay. So, so when you get into contract negotiations, do you give a 30-year-old a one-year, or do you try and cash in what little money you can get by? So the right point. I'm, I think he's worth more than whatever money they'll get for him. Because not, it's hard to be a midfielder in that system pet plays. Yeah, yeah. So it's annoying with their team with the depth because yeah. <laughs> they, don't, they don't really have to sell anyone. <laughs> no. like they've got they've got two 11s they could put out that would win most competitions. Yeah, well they do each year. Yeah, yeah. Cup yeah. Cup. Um, what about Zinchenko? I'll keep him. I would sell at the right price. On his face, I want to say get in the bin. Something about him annoys me. <laughs> but they tried to and actual, he wouldn't go. The thing, actual ability, he's actually okay, to be fair. The thing is, finding a decent left-back isn't as easy as everyone thinks it is. He's not really a decent left-back, though. But he can, he's, he can he's do a job right there. there. He can do a job there. Like, people are thinking about paying 50 mil for Ben Chilwell. Yeah. You think... You think of the wealth of talent we've got. Hey, not many right people, back. just Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> well, this, this is what I'm saying. Uh, in world football, left-back-wise, Ben Chilwell and Alexis Tellers is the only ones that I can really think of that are really gettable for most big yeah. teams. Yeah. Like, apart from David Alaba, and you think like he's getting on a little bit and he plays at centre-half now. Like Klasenach. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, point proven. So... Uh-huh. It's like, who can you really... If you're going to sell your left-back or someone who can play left-back, who's out there at the moment you'd really want to replace him with? That's why they spent so much money on Mendy. Because they thought, right, this guy looks like the next Marcelo. That just hasn't turned out that way because he's made out of fucking sticky tape. <laughs> the Wolves had a 20 million bid accepted for him and they were going to play him in a 10. And he turned it down and said he wanted to stay at City. Claire those medals. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, what about Rodri then? Keep. Yeah, keep. Right. Yeah. Bruyne. Keep at all costs. Keep at all costs. Yeah. Keep at all costs. Bernardo Silva. Same. I just say keep. Oh. oh. I would. I would sell if if needs be. Keep at all costs. I don't think he's been as good this year. Do you think mm. he got in his head? People kept saying that Pep hated Africans and then Mara suddenly was in his team every week. I think, <laughs> I think Mara's performance has meant he, he had to. The more you watch him, the more you think this is ridiculous that he spends so much time sitting on a bench for someone. Yeah, it he'd, is, he'd be lighting it up in. if he played at Arsenal or something. He agreed a deal to us and then Leicester pulled, pulled back on it. Swines. It'd be ridiculous for you. Um, Fernandinho. Just keep... one more, one more season. One, one more season. Yeah. Mares. Keep. Keep for me. Keep. Phil Foden. Keep at all costs. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. On to the forwards then. Uh, Raheem Sterling. All costs. Again, just keep for me. 
Just mm. keep for me as well. Because you've been harsh. I think him and I Bernardo mean, are both top draw without being top, top draw. I don't think they're quite... They're like the tier below your Neymars and things like that. What is, is that what you're saying? They're kind of the definitely tier below that? Definitely tier below that. I, I, for this, I wouldn't swap them with the likes of Salah or Mane, which you can make of that where you will in terms of yeah. where the tiers are. I, I'd that's, say, a, that's a hard barometer to put against. Yeah, yeah, no, but that's the that's the measure of state up against, isn't it? For a swap deal, we're not, we're not comparing them to shit. For a swap no, deal but... for Sancho to go back to City, do you reckon they should swap Sterling to Sancho? No, that's tough, isn't it? Yeah, I, I'd I, say I'm Sterling's closer to that top tier. And who would who would you say is in the tier below that? Do you like I know you said Bernardo Silva, but like, I'd, um, would you? I'd probably say Hazard's in the tier below that. But below yeah, well, Just talking, just talking Prem. Like, I mean, if you're saying Salah is top tier in the Prem, which he obviously right. is. All right. I would but this say is what, <laughs> but it, this is what I mean by keeping uh, the costs. Like, how it's so tricky because you wouldn't want him going to go into a competitor. If that if that was your player, like, you, I know you got 50 mil from for Liverpool, but you still would rather have kept him. At the time, they, they weren't so much, were they? Um, that's a, that's a good question. But I, I just so, would. There's just, there's just something missing with, with him. And would would you put doing... Sterling closer to Son or Salah? Son is an excellent comparison. Actually, that's very good. Yeah, I'd have him in the same one as Son. Honestly. Yeah. Honestly. And maybe that's underrated Sterling or overrated Son. I don't know. But I, I personally think, I think Son's more clinical than him. As much as anything, you know, Sterling's going to get a chance. You just don't know if he's going to finish it or not. No, no, that that one against um, Newcastle where he bent it in. I was I was surprised at that that should, should tell you where we're at. Yeah, I was surprised that he bent that in. Mm. Did you, and did you see the the one where they had that unbelievable? Was it? It might be against Chelsea. It was an unbelievable move where Edison yeah, yeah, had someone, and he is that. If you look yeah, at the the last goal Liverpool scored against Palace, Mane finishes one where it's gone ping, ping, there's all front three are involved and he finishes it first time. Mm. That's the that's the barometer I'm gauging it on. Yeah. I like, think and it seems my defender, but... I think my defender eyes are now similar to your winger eyes in that you're seeing too much good wing players, same as I'm seeing too much bad defending. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the, it's the same thing we always said, I know we're digressing a bit, the same thing we used to say about uh, like Michael Carrick. Everyone would say he was a top player until we compared him to top players. And then we go, well, that's quite a high level to compare him. Well, that's what we're on, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. you can't compare him to Pirlo. It's like, well, we are, because that's what you've said. He's, you said he's a top player. <laughs> exactly. I, I would have him in keep all costs, but I, I respect the, the argument. I, I figured I was probably going to have to argue my corner on that one. I thought Sterling, to most people, would be a, a keep all costs. Where, where would you put um, Jesus? Keep, yeah, keep, keep. Sean did a U-turn on him the other day. <laughs> I did, yeah. I was slandering him until he saw his goals record. So I did not realise it was. Yeah, accurate. I was going to say, was it like forty-five and sixty-eight starts without Aguero? I think it was the other way around. I think forty-eight and sixty-five. Not, you know, my yeah, issue that, that, that. Still, yeah, ridiculous, really. I think I think they've got something there that you can 
build around. And I don't think we'll see it properly until he has Aguero not peeking over his shoulder anymore. Do we know yeah, how long his right. surgery is keeping him out for? No. I mean, it's, it's not getting spoken about because everything's going That could be the end of Aguero, really. Yeah. I don't, not to over-dramatise, but a player that age, He's the next, his injury uh, record, question. <laughs> that could be him done, couldn't it? Aguero would be my sell at the right price because he's openly said, hasn't he, that he'll, have, he'll just walk at the end of his contract. He wants to go back to Argentina, I think. So I'd maybe to that end. one more year. But... Yeah. Yeah, I'd have him for one more year. I, I keep forgetting one more year is a, a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably fair because you're not going to buy what he brings. No, no, exactly. If, if you think... remove... Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I think the closest, like, model for model, small, quick, good touch, good finish, you'd probably have to argue that the closest striker team will be Timo Werner. Obviously, he's not as good. <laughs> but, like, as if you're going to <laughs> no, have a regen where they have the same body characteristics, like, same height, same, like, traits, that kind of thing, it would almost be like that. He is a regen. I think Werner's going to have to beef up a bit if he's going to do that. Yeah. He's very <laughs> strong. We shall see. If you remove all transfer gossip from this, where would you put Sane? I would say so, keep at all costs, really, see, because he's young, he's got the talent, he's a great player, but he just didn't feel valued under Pep, I don't think, did he? Ever. There's always talk of him going. See, with this, I, I rate him as a better prospect, maybe even better now, but better prospect than Sterling or Bernardo Silva. I think so I need to see him balling again. And I think he's different to almost anything out there now in terms of you could legit stick him out on the left and he'll stick out on the left. Mm. And he offers you that natural width that don't tend to happen nowadays. Players don't tend to be like that. He exactly. can do the opposite and be more in a free, like, say, like Liverpool front free, for example. He can do that, but he, he can. So many times last season, you'd see him come on and he'd be the difference maker. He was ridiculous in that title decider with Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah, he, that, yeah, that he always did one against Liverpool as well, actually. <laughs> like, like what TK said, it's absolutely spot on where you see so many left-footed players playing on the right and cutting in, whereas he would play on the left, stay wide, and he would do that ball... He'd stretch the play so much and cross him from the corner flag that it would miss everyone. But then they'd have like Carl Walker coming in at the edge of the box at the opposite yeah. side. And the amount of times that he'd then run to the ball and cut it back and score, he created that complete play. And, um, the, and with a team like City, where it can get all so condensed as well, just having that different outlet is just so yeah. different for them. Yeah. Because you've got Mars that loves to cut inside. You've got Bernardo Sterling, Silva to the side, Sterling the same. Yeah. Genuine width, you're struggling there. Mm. Should we go through United before we do each of our teams? Go on. David De Gea. <laughs> you tend to say get in the bin. I was going to say he's approaching the bin, isn't he? I'll say sell it right back. Actually, yeah, I, know, I know a better way approaching to do Approaching the bin. <laughs> yeah, he's, so, he's nearly... He's just teetering on the edge of the bin. <laughs> I've forgotten that um, I got Brad to give me his ones from a United fan's perspective. So if okay. I go through his tiers, then we can just say if we disagree. Okay. 
So keep at all costs, he has Rashford. Agree with that? I yeah. personally got him as keep. I, I, think I think you can name your price for me. But... Ma- Manchester lads, like, yeah, came, through the, came through the academy, you'd keep him at all costs because of just, like, the inspiration factor. Uh, Bruno? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would... I would tend to, especially when you've not long bought him. <laughs> Shame after what we said earlier. He's got Dean Henderson in keep at all costs. <sighs> I suppose if I mean, the head is going in the bin, then. <laughs> yeah. Dean Henderson is just knocking him off, off this perch <laughs> into the bin. I would keep. I wouldn't say keep at all costs. Yeah, I'd keep. He's you got... know, when you've got a young English talent, the dollar signs kind of light up a little bit because mm-hmm. you know you'll get a fuck ton of money for him. He's got three more players in the keep at all costs. Who do you think they are? I don't reckon he's gone for Pogba. I think he'll have put one Bissaka in there. Correct. There's one. Ooh. Martial? Nope. Brandon Williams? Nope. Okay. Luke Shaw? <laughs> No, I'll give you them. So, Greenwood, um, the other, Greenwood. Greenwood's one of them, yeah. Yeah, I, I was thinking I might have him in there. I think he's a talent. Mm. And the other is uh, Scott McTominay. McSaw. McSaw. That is actually oh. what he wrote on his, uh, oh, on his dear. notes. <laughs> Again, I think he's overhyped for what he is. I think he's actually underrated for what he is, but I wouldn't have him at that keep at all cost level. Mm. I would, yeah, I would. Pro- I'd probably lean to what you said there. That I think he, he probably is, but I, I would go keep. At first, at first glance, I was thinking there is nobody I wouldn't sell here. There's no one who's above it. One mm. Bissaka is, but I, he was him and Bruno were my immediate forward, and Greenwood. I Greenwood think. is definitely yeah. I think Greenwood's a real talent. I think one Bissaka, they're not going to get a better right back than him currently, and Bruno does look does look good. I, I would actually have Rashford in the keep at all costs as well because I think it's hard to get what he has and if he can fine-tune a couple of things then you really do have something there. So hmm. I think we could... I, I, it could be famous last but I think Rashford, we could end up having a conversation like we are with Barkley where we say, will okay. he become this and... There's nothing wrong because Roxbite is still a very good player. Not to go too in-depth on it because I think it's one of those debates that we could be here for days about, but I've reversed my stats where if I had to have one of Rashford or Martial, I would now have Rashford. Really? Yeah. I certainly think he's got better attitude than Martial. I was just about to say that. I don't know if I think... Yeah, mentality definitely has, but I do think Martial is a talent in comparison. I think he's got the more talent. Well, his his keep is Martial, Dan yep, James. I, yeah, I did. I did that. Hogba. Yeah. Maguire. I was by. I was surprised to see on here. He does like him. That's a that's a surprise <laughs> bias coming in because he's going straight on the sell list. <laughs> uh, Brandon Williams. Yeah. Same. Luke Shaw. No. Lindelof and Tu and Zebi are his keep. For one more season, he's got Fred, which is harsh actually when you look at some of what's made his keep list. 
Um, <laughs> Matic. Yeah, I got Diego Dallo. Yeah, and Sergio Romero. Okay. Sell for the right price. He's got Alexis, one matter, Chris Smalling, yeah. and De Gea. I forgot Alexis is still there. <laughs> I, I, I have Alexis in the one more season list. When you look at what they've paid for him, <laughs> and you look at what he can do, this is this is flogging a dead horse. <laughs> yeah, with no, trying to get shown, something He's out shown spurts in Italy. Come on, Luke. He's done. He's done. Look, I'd take him back. <laughs> I'd pay 50 oh. to take him back. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. <laughs> he brought me some of my happiest memories. Oh, no, so did Thierry Henry. It doesn't mean you're going to wheel him up. <laughs> hey, I'd pay 50 for him back as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's getting the bin list four players then Chong I think that is because he's going um, course, the Exeter keepers just try doing a step over and miss the ball um, Chong Lingard that's harsh that is harsh he's in my bin as well <laughs> I get him in the bin yeah Phil Jones yes has to and Pereira I think that's a fair bin Hey, I don't know if this is me having one of them days. I take Phil Jones over Eric Bailly. With my I think... chest too. <laughs> With your chest. <laughs> uh, I take Smalling at Arsenal think... as well. I certainly don't think there's enough of a gap in difference that you'd have one in the bin and one as a keep. I, I don't see that. I'm not sure where he's going with that one. <laughs> Maybe I've got the same thing as we spoke about before. I had Pereira in the one more season thing. Just another one of maybe this young player who isn't that young can do it. <laughs> well, Brad's not even put league rounds on his list, which is harsh. That's disrespectful, isn't it? I, look, he's, not, I had... he's not put Rojo on here either. Although he is out on loan at the moment. If I, I had, a, I had Pogba as my sell at the right price list, but look, I'm just saying. I mean, we we. We've been one hour thirty-two on this call at the moment. If if I tell you, Jack messaged me earlier saying, um, "Does he need to go through Chelsea's loan list?" <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what the thing because I started doing. So I was like, <laughs> "We really might have been here for another hour and a half." Yeah, I was like, "Hang on a minute, we've got like forty people on fucking loan." <laughs> Just pull up the Vitesse Arnhem squad list. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I go through my Arsenal one because I mentioned that last week? Yeah. And then we've got. Now, this and then we'll was, do Chelsea and we'll end in Spurs. I had a quick glance at Arsenal and Spurs as well. I forgot to for Chelsea. Arsenal, I, I legit was struggling for a keep at all costs. I've got one player in there. Wow. <laughs> I'd be interested to see if it's who I have. I'm just going to get uh, the picture I sent it to AJ. There we go. So we start a keep at all costs. Martinelli. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Pepe. Mm. Spent 72 million on him, and he's. You aren't going to get it back immediately, so I can see. He's started 16 goals and assists this season, though. He's doing not too badly. Oh, I've got him in my keep. Look, I'm not, you know, I'm not oh, shitting okay. on him. <laughs> um, Tierney, speaking of what we said about fullbacks. Yeah, yeah, you've got to keep him. Um, Leno. Look at the way we pick keepers. He's definitely got to be there at all costs. Um, and Saliba, purely on what 
we know of him so far. <laughs> is, he, is he the player who hasn't played for you at all? We bought him and loaned him out. That was to save money. So we'd already spent twenty million on him or whatever it was. Yeah. I think it might be close to thirty actually. Spurs wanted him also, so he chose the team with uh, better traditions. <laughs> <laughs> on the keep, on the keep list, this hasn't really changed since I did it. So, uh, Emil, <coughs> sorry, oh. Emil Smith Rowe, um, <laughs> Northampton are winning. If you wondered, TK, um, Emil Smith Rowe. Ainsley Maitland-Niles, Gwen Doozy, Reese Nelson, Joe Willock, Emmy Martinez, and Eddie Nketiah. Are there any there you disagree with keeping? Uh, I agree with all of them. Did you have Saka on there? Saka, weirdly, isn't on the squad that I've got here. Saka's in my <laughs> keep at all costs. There we go. Yeah, Saka's keep at all costs. But keep Emil Smith-Rowe, Maitland-Niles, Gwen Doozy, Reese Nelson, Joe Willett, Eddie Nketiah, and Eddie Martinez. I had um, Reese Nelson in my one for keep. I didn't know whether as someone who watches them more, you might have a different opinion on that. I've only seen no, bits. It, I thought he looks good, but I don't know if it's... He, he's well, one where you're kind of waiting for it to click, but he's probably unfortunate that he looked really good in Germany. I think he averaged a goal or an assist each game he played. And then he's come back and we spent 72 million on a player in his position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He He's more of a... I think he... I, don't, I know he had an injury. He's more of a... If we're playing like a 4-4-2 and we're having your traditional stick-to-the-touchline winger, yeah, then yeah, he, yeah. he fits the type. And if we're going for a inside forward then that's Pepe so it really is going to depend which way Arteta goes but his potential's enough that I think you do keep him yeah on the one more season I had Pablo Mari on the basis that he hadn't yet been made permanent but he has since then so I guess we'll see because he only made two appearances and then did his whatever injury is <laughs> something knee ligaments or something yeah I had Callum Chambers in there as well which I thought might be unpopular he I was very harsh on him and then before he got injured he did start to look like there was something there. He he is going to need someone alongside him to keep him organised but I think the raw ability is enough to say that you give him another chance. Um, um, he's in the bin for me but there we are. <laughs> in the bin? I mean the... The bin doesn't look right pleasant, price. I'll be honest. <laughs> the bin doesn't look pleasant. Hey, he was full and player of the season. Don't you forget that. <laughs> um, sell at the right price. Uh, Bellerin could easily be in my bin, depending on what day it is and how <laughs> I wake up. Um, Mkhitaryan, purely because we aren't scoring goals for midfield and that maybe is one of the few things he brings. So if he comes back, then that's there. Torreira, I'm just sick of his agent saying about him going back to Italy. So that if they're willing to pay the cash, take it and we'll sign someone like Party, Romario Barra, Florentino Luis, or one of them kind of players to do the job. Dinos Mavropanos, some Arsenal fans, I think, are convinced mainly because they don't see him each week because he's playing away in the second tier of Germany on loan. Every time he's played for Arsenal, 
he's been a disaster waiting to us, <laughs> which we don't need another one of. He played in the game where we threw away top four against Palace. He got sent off when he played against United, and I think we kind of liked him just because he was a madman more than any kind of <laughs> real ability there. <laughs> I do have Socrates begrudgingly on my sell at the right price, and I do love him, oh. but he's over 30. Arteta clearly wants someone who's a bit better with the ball at their feet, and I don't think he's going to change at this stage, so... And that's why he's my sell at the right price. And Rob Holding as well, he could easily be in my bin, depending on if Arsenal have played that day or not. <laughs> a lot of promise there. Can't stay not being injured. And I think the raw ability might be there, but years of playing alongside garbage, it's rubbed off on him eventually. And one good game isn't enough to convince me. And one good game against Southampton certainly isn't enough to convince me. So in the bin, I had David Louise. <laughs> Obviously, that didn't come to a fall. <laughs> Mustafi, <laughs> El Nenny. Yeah. yeah. Much like the Egyptian as well. Yeah, exactly. Erzil. <laughs> uh, 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 looks like Arteta agrees with me there. <laughs> Cedric, and then we gave him a four year deal. So <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, Lacazette. That pig. Kalasanach. Oh, who my uncle's tried to sound I look like, which I've taken as a compliment, but I think it's just because he shaved his head and I shaved my head. I don't see much more to it than that. And Xhaka. Xhaka would be the closest to getting out of them. Which one are you rustling? Like, mad. Xhaka is probably the closest to getting out of that lot, which says a lot about the ones in there with him, to be honest. <laughs> and yeah, the other midfielders that have played for us, so... Yeah, that, that would be my tier. Oh, Abamyang, sorry. Abamyang is in my sell at the right price list because he's got one year left at the end of this season. If we're clearly going through a rebuild, which looks like we're doing by the fact that we've given a new deal to David Louise, apparently for significantly reduced terms, which doesn't really make me feel any better because I'm not paying his wages anyway. <laughs> Cedric, a new deal. Pablo Mari. So I don't think we're competing anytime soon. So take the cash spend it more wisely yeah I think you're probably right I think this might be an occasion where you do have to sell any of the other who, so who's in your bin TK because I don't know if, I don't think I want to hear this but I'll subject myself to it no in fairness I, I even had Lacazette set at the right price I know you're not his biggest fan but I still think you could fetch a bit for him I, I wasn't I don't have the passion to be at the, the bin level <laughs> Um, yeah, Ozil, Louise, Jacko, Mustafi. I got Callum Chambers in the bin. Uh, Kalasana, and I've got Bellerin in the bin as well. Yeah, so Shane Bournemouth don't deal with us as well as they deal with you. Right, if they did this, your shit on top of our shit as well, they'd have been relegated a long time ago. Did you see someone tweeted Southampton saying, Can we have Ings back? And they said, You've had enough from us. Yeah, imagine you have Neil Dusty to ask him for that. <laughs> Um, I did. I did put holding for one more season with mine. Um, I again, last I've, season I've would have given holding a chance over Chambers, but I've seen more plus points from Chambers before he got injured than I have from yeah, holding. So there we go. Uh, should, do you want to do Spurs or Chelsea? Chelsea. Amazing. All right, we'll do Chelsea. 
I think we'll have few few ins getting a bin here. I know Jack's loyal to a fault. <laughs> yeah, I mean there are a few bins, and the bin. Who's you, who's you keep at all costs? Then we just get, you know. So keep at all costs. I've got Reese James, Kante, Pulisic now, considering he's turned into like what seems like a decent player after his injury. After turning in starts before, Young as well, Loftus Cheek, Kovacic, Mount, and Billy Gilmore. They're my keep at all costs. I would have a couple of them in sell at the right price. The thing is, the only ever player that we've sold that I can really remember um, that we didn't really want to sell, but we kind of had to, was Hazard and probably Courtois that I can really remember that have gone to like bigger and better things recently. So it's kind of like I've never had to make that kind of parting decision with them. We've had a few that you wanted to sell, but the player quite clearly didn't want to go. Petr yeah. Koch being number one on that list. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually the um, anniversary of signing today because I was tagged in something by my uncle on Facebook saying, chuffed with this. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't age well. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, how does it, what did you think about keep it all costs? I would, I would have Kante and the sell at the right price. Oof. No, I disagree. I mean, I don't get don't get me wrong. Don't think I haven't like flirted with the idea myself because I was thinking, <laughs> well, hang on a minute, really? Jorginho can play centre defensive mid, and he passes the ball around much better. And obviously Lampard plays with that's the way he likes to play with possession. But since Kante's gone back to centre defensive mid, we've looked like a different team defensively, and I think that really shows how important it can be to a team. And plus the way he's built. It just seems like he could do that forever. Look at Makalele, look how long he went on for. So. I actually think I'd have Loftus-Cheek in there as well. Why? Because he can't stay fit for more than about five games at a time. He, he did his um, kill his tendon in a post-match friendly last season. It's not really his fault. I'm not saying it's, it's just... his fault, but he's 24. No, no, but he did have a decent run. He had a great season last season before he got injured, which is why it's so annoying. If you remember, it was the week before the Europa League final and we were all kind of cursing, saying, it's all going wrong, we're losing our good players. Yeah, the most appearances he's made in the season is 24, and that's in, that's in a Europa League season where you play games coming out of your ears. And he only started was, six of them games. Last season was the first season he came back after his loan spells at Crystal Palace and things like that. So he was adding goals. I mean, I... Seen enough to want to keep him at all costs. Yeah, personally, uh, the most costs. games he started in the Premier League season is six. Trust me, him last it. season. But then, that is actually look mental it. seeing that. It's mental that, that he went to the World Cup. By the way, criminal in fact. Yeah, that is actually. But there we have it. A lot of criminals <laughs> in us in this Chelsea team. So yeah, <laughs> being one. <laughs> who's um, who's in your Keep bracket. Keep, keep, I've got Ethan Ampadu, um, Christiansen, Zuma, Rudiger, Hudson Adoy, Conor Gallagher, who's the youth team player who's on mode at Charlton, um, Tammy Abraham, Aspilicueta, Tamori, and Kepa. I'd actually, I'd actually keep him. Bloody Purely hell. because we're never going to get as much as what we paid for him. And I think he deserves one more season with just a bit more of a solid defence in front of him. 
to really just let us see what, what he's got. He'd legitimately be in the bin for me, Kepper. Yeah. I think, I think he might be for Lampard. <laughs> I think he would be I'm for Lampard. I'm surprised you've got Zuma in your keep. But again, it's like the problem he's with. Carbon pro- made is. Sorry, no, I was going to say carbon copy and tailor made um, to, to the mix. He would be tailor made for sell at the right price for me, Zuma. Again, it's one of those. Christensen as well, I would say. I, I do quite like Christensen. I like Christensen on, on the ball. That might be enough to sell him. And he played a lot. Yeah. He's starting to get a lot better. And he's he's gonna, now, he gets bullied. He can get bullied. He, he can, does, have it, does have that in him, but with his partnership, he's kind of striking up with Rudiger. It's it's coming. It's not too bad. And I've always been a fan ever since he was on loan at Milton Gladbach. So. <laughs> I've just, I've just been loyal throughout with, all the years. With Kepa, I've always thought, like, this is like not about Kepa, I guess, on keeper side, that no big club's gone in for Donnarumma. I always wondered this as well, because he was always one of those players you'd sign on FIFA, like 16, you know, yeah. he's going to get to like 90 overall by the time he's 19, and he's just got him forever. I did wonder this. So all went quiet, didn't it? Has, has he reached? Has he lived up to that hype, or is he just kind of an average keeper at Milan, and that's why he's there? I think he's on mental wages as well. Yeah, because I remember he wasn't going to sign a new contract, and they threw fake dollar yeah. bills at him, and they like reined in his goal. He bowled it, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Who's, yeah who's he? He was being told about going to City for like eighty mil, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm. But this is the thing: it's like we got it sprung on us that Courtois was going to go to Madrid. Um, someone that we kind of planned to have in goal for like as long as we possibly could. Who is there out there? There's Onana that obviously plays for Ajax, but it looks like he's on his way to, I think it's a PSG or legend. Um And then, really, who have you got in the goalkeeping world that one would be available? Jamal Blackman. <laughs> he's been in the Chelsea squad for like, must be the last 10 years. Who, who's um, in your one more season? One more season. I've got Giroud, Ross Barkley, Alonso, and Caballero. Caballero has one last dance. He is pretty old. I think he's kind of like, like 38 or something like that. Do, before we get there, do you have anyone in the bin? <laughs> yeah, I do have a lot. <laughs> I have so two, who's in your, four, who's in your um, sell at the right price? Bin. So at the right price, I've got Lewis Baker. I can't believe he's still on the books. I think he's on loan at <laughs> Reading, maybe. I have no idea. Always, he used to be able to get like 96 long shots on FIFA, so I always kept him in there just for that <laughs> and developed it. And Charlie Lissonder, again, the same. Had him since he was probably like 14. He's played a few senior games and just never went anywhere. Pedro, I think, is off to Roma anyway at the end of the season. I've got William. Get him out. Uh, thank you for all your service. You've done. You've you've had some great moments, but you've had some abysmal moments as well. Come into the Arsenal. Yeah, get rid of him. Jorginho, I'd get rid of. I'd, I'm not too loyal to Jorginho. He's all right, but he takes up Kante's best position, and I wouldn't want to sacrifice that now. I've seen him how he performs back in that position. Emerson, I'd get rid of. Sell at the right price, and Mitchie Batshuayi. So who's in your bin? So my bin is Marco Van Hinkle, who's just signed a new one-year contract, despite <laughs> never playing for us. He got announced. I was like, how? How has this happened? He's got a Where great agent and some no, dirt just, on Roman. 
I've no <laughs> idea how he keeps getting contracts. It's like Pesalic. <laughs> oh, honestly, baffles me. Lucas Pearson. 12 years he's been <laughs> or something stupid. <laughs> it, might, it might be nine years, but again, he's played... The last time I can remember playing for Chelsea was in 2012. He's just always on loan. I don't understand how this works. Bakayoko, I'm just not even going to go there. He's, <laughs> he's like bottom of the bin. Um, Danny Drinkwater is not far behind him. Get him out of my club. <laughs> Zappa Costa, who's actually on loan, which I thought we'd sold, which I was really upset about. The magician. Yeah. That's like fucking like Luigi. Um, then I've got Victor Moses, which is harsh. But if you actually look at his Chelsea career, apart from the like two seasons under Conte, and I judge him very harshly, and probably rightly so, for the dive in the FA Cup final, which got set up for against Arsenal. I've never forgiven him for that. Huh. But, he's also, but he's also been on loan at Liverpool where he couldn't get in and West Ham where he couldn't get in. He could just about get in when we played wing-backs and I, he just needs to get gone now. If I don't know if anyone's seen that clip of him um, with Lukaku swearing at him yesterday and you can hear it as clear as day. Has anyone seen that? No. Well, it's, it's worth looking at. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, and then Kennedy, like this Brazilian bloke that always seems to be on holiday by his... Like Instagram He's one of the worst stories. Prem players I've ever seen. I know. Like, <laughs> doesn't doesn't he have statistically the worst half of Premier League football ever? Yeah, it was. I'm pretty sure it was a. No, well, no I think that Chelsea. might be. I think that was that was Bakayoko. No, there was. A, it was. A, I was thinking of when he was on loan at Newcastle. Maybe it's right. Atsu that did that, but I'm pretty. I know it was Kennedy because he missed a penalty in the same game. Christ. He yeah. literally. He like. Had a below ten percent like pass completion, no shots on target, missed a penalty. It was ridiculous. It was a twelve forty five kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's hard to really argue with many of those. I suppose you could argue Kepper. Kepper is had a float between one more season and Ben, but it's pretty cut and dry, really. If if we go on to Spurs, then. The rattling's back. I see Jack and Sean's ring, which out of context isn't... <laughs> Blimey. <great. laughs> Excuse me? Quite a thing to be seeing. I can see it lighting up. So <laughs> um, how do you want to do this? I do have Alex's selection. So does Sean want to read his, or do you want Alex's and you can react to Alex's? Jimmy, what does the jury want? I, I think Sean should have to read his first. I don't want him being swayed by ages. Yeah, I'll read mine and then Alex can you can read Alex's after and then go. Yeah, we do we'll, it debate, s- we'll debate them both after. All right, or we can do it section by section for each of theirs. Yeah, all right, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, way. yeah. Let's have your keep at all costs, Sean. Alex has got three of them. So I think we might have the same three, but I have got four. Uh, so I've got Kane, LaSalle, no. and Sun. And then. My fourth one is in Dombele, just on the basis of he's our record signing <laughs> sign in the summer. We can't get rid of him <laughs> this soon. So, so what, what were the four again? Sorry. So Kane, Lascelso, yep. and Son, and then in Dombele as well. Alex has got one of them. What? So his his three to keep at all costs are Son, Sessegnon. 
<laughs> what? What? And, and, and Bergwijn. Oh, my God. That's you was on one more season for me already. I can see why he's bottled the pod. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> Let, let's have your keep list, Sean. So I have got Sessignon on my keep because uh, I do think he could potentially have some promise. Uh, I think he's not playing because Mourinho doesn't trust him in defence at the moment. Um, yeah. so Sessignon, Sissoko, Winks, Skip, uh, Loris, Sanchez, Tanganga, Parrot, and Bergwijn's in keep as well. All right, I'll give you Alex's. So he's this is his largest section. Alderweireld, Larice, the Tongan. Oh, Sanchez. These boys are right for selling. Uh, I've got Sanchez. Well, I don't know if I, I think yeah. I said that. Yeah. yeah, I think you said him. Two now, Northampton. Um, Michel Vorm. Vorm. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> La Celso Deli Ali Gazaniga Lucas Moura Ndombele Fernandez, Ben Davis Tanganga and Skip Okay So who's on your one more year? Alex has three of them uh, So on my one more year I've got Toby and Jan um, just on the basis that I think I think we probably need to buy another centre-back, but uh, if we don't, then we've got them for at least one more year while we figure out if Sanchez, Foy or Dyer are going to be the, the starting centre-backs. It's that annoying ginger bloke that scored for Northampton. Nightmare. He's got on one more year Winks, Dyer and Foyt. Okay. I can see the logic in, in some of that, but... Dyer and Foy are both in the bin for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alex only has one in the bin. That's loyalty. So who's your sell at the right price then, Sean? Sell at the right price. I've got Lamella, uh, Delhi, Mora, I've got Foy, uh, and Ben Davis as well. Mm. So Alex is sell at the right price. He's Kane, Lamella, Sissoko, Rose, and Walker Peters. I haven't and got he... Rose and Walker Peters in mind because I wasn't including people out on loan. They'd both be yeah. going. But... And he asked me to pass on the message, um, which you don't. If Sean disagrees with Lamella, ask him what he brings to the club. But <laughs> you seem to have the same feeling as him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would like him. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't hate if he he wasn't if he stayed. But ultimately, if someone comes in with a decent offer, then you're gonna you're gonna stay. And he said, Ali goes on his sell list if Spurs can bring in Grealish. Because both of them couldn't work together. Yeah, it'd be uh, the Audi version of Gerald and Lampard. <laughs> <laughs> He's so, surely on the sell list, then, isn't he? His, if, you're, if you're saying you'd have to leave Rob Grealish, get on your sell. His, his get in the bin is Aurier, and that's it. Yeah, so I, and I said poor bloke, and he said I've got absolutely no sympathy for him, and that was his message. Bloody <laughs> hell! <laughs> I've got Aurier and Dyer, and the, the Dyer thing has really thrown me in the last couple of days because I've seen, I listened to it on a podcast, and then from a, a Spurs one, but then also I've seen a few articles from like non-biased journalists as well who are saying that 
Dyer is our new starting centre back and that he's going to make form. And like I've, <laughs> yeah. like they're saying outside of the Man United penalty mistake, but he's looked solid, and I just haven't seen it myself. But no, I don't see that. So before then, I've, I've put him in the bin. I just think he's labouring and makes too much mistakes. He's not quick enough. Um, I think he's, he's again. He's one of those that. Outside of my own hate for him, he's probably a decent enough ball player for you to have like on your bench. But um, the fact that I do hate him and the fact that he does tend to play quite a lot is, is why he needs to go. <laughs> and then Aurier is, again, Aurier is a tough one because he should get in the bin, but he's also our only right-back. So <laughs> do you get rid of him, then, we're, then we've got no right-backs. But yeah, we, we said last week on the pod that you didn't listen to, that <laughs> you get all the stories from France and a lot of the European clubs about the players having a bad attitude like yeah, with the Bamiyang because yeah, I was one that said about it and Aurier seems to be the only one where it has actually been accurate <laughs> yeah. yeah again it's one of those with, with PSG when I think Sacco would be another one like, you think when they're at PSG or when they're come through I thought these are world class quality players and that they haven't quite got up to that have they so no but yeah you're right he no, is, definitely not. he has the Dutch's reputation <laughs> Um, I think that just about does us. So, how would you, out of ten, say you agree with Alex's list? Uh, I mean, there was some agreement there. Maybe a three, three and a half. <laughs> um, I think we were going to talk about the UFC, but I might save that because we have been two hours here, which is a longer podcast than I expected. So we do have a protect your neck with Rory coming next week. So I could save it for then if TK wants to jump on and chat about that then, then he's more than welcome. But I think that just about does us for another episode of the podcast. If I say now for people that are still here, Wednesday interview with Chris Williams, who played Dwight in dodgeball comes out. Make sure you keep a lookout for that. Movie Madness coming this Friday, Ted against Harold and Kumar. Jack, have you seen both of them? Ted, Harold and Kumar? Since as I've never seen Harold and Kumar. But there you go. Well you can watch it in time for the pod Friday. Yeah, okay, but there you go. Anyway, thanks again for listening. We'll be back. Adios. <laughs>